Hey, Fandom Omnibusters. Welcome to the Fandom Omnibus Podcast. My name is Chancellor D. I'm joined again by an amazing friend, Omni76. Hey, y'all. And we're talking about the topic of spoilers and why we don't like them and why you should not spoil entertainment. With that said, come along for the journey and have a great day. All aboard! Has started. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Welcome to the Fandom Omnibus Podcast. Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines a spoiler in terms of entertainment as information about the plot of a motion picture or a TV program that can spoil a viewer's sense of surprise or suspense. That is what Omni76 and myself, Chancellor D, are talking about today. Welcome, Omni76. Yo, what up? Before we get further on, we're going to tell you all this right now. Spoiler warning. We're going to spoil Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and so many other things. That's your spoiler warning for a podcast about why we don't like spoilers. You're welcome. But I'm going to turn things over to you. Hey, y'all. And um, Chancellor, thank you again for inviting me back. Um, My first experience was unique because I was under immense pain and waiting a month and a half for a root canal. And I was on all kinds of drugs. So if you heard a slur or a lisp, just blame my back wisdom teeth, y'all. But glad to be back. And happy to have you back. And I trust that you are doing much better now since then. Yes. And also, I apologize. The drugs became very, very apparent and going off on my next door neighbor. But he's still a jerk. But whatevs. <laughs> the cameo of the next door neighbor. <laughs> so, so would you mind like starting us off into what a spoiler is from Wikipedia standpoint? So... The great online Bible says a spoiler is an element of disseminated summary or description of any narrative that reveals plot elements. Typically, the details of the spoilers are three things. One, conclusion of the plot. Two, the climax. Three, ending. This is all regarded as spoiler material. Now, the term spoiler was introduced in the early days, we're probably talking about the early 90s, of the internet, and came to prominence in quote-unquote newsgroup conversations. Now, it's still relevant today in our world of online articles and social media discussions. The early rules of etiquette, though, insisted that spoilers could and should be normally avoided, emphasis on normally. But if if posting the spoiler information was unavoidable, it was supposed to be preceded by a warning such as spoiler alert or the infamous call 
warning spoiler so what be was so-called normally avoided to maniac every single moment of our fandom existence of today we are bombarded by spoilers now I gave you the definition, but one of the key characteristics of a spoiler is it's inhabited, a.k.a. trolls. Whew. Here we go. Trolls, defined by Urban Dictionary, states that they are one who holds a deliberate, provocative message to a new group or group of people or message board with the intention of causing maximum disruption and argument. These are the folks that love strife. <sighs> Trolls. But here's a fun fact, though. The first media instance of a spoiler was in old school print. In April 1971, in the Lampoon, oh, excuse me, the National Lampoon issue written by Doug Kinney, titled Spoilers, revealed the endings of famous films and movies. Kinney wrote, Spoilers, what are they? Simply the trick ending to every mystery novel or movie you'll ever lively see. Save your time and money, y'all. Hmm. Now, there is a, a common demand, especially among internet users, AKA myself, to have where you protect at all costs and not doing any form of a spoiler. That goes from someone doing an online review because they were blessed enough to go to a early showing or early premiere in online text platforms, you know, writing thoughts or what's becoming a little bit too known well today is photographing or actually recording said scripts Proofs, I know, I don't think it's called proofs. I think it's not called previews. There's a special word for when someone is able to see um, the first take of a movie. There are trolls who literally, for their own pleasure, they have where they get so much joy in releasing their access to whatever context of materials or content and release it to fandom as if they're dropping a bomb. Dang you trolls. So though it is my pure disdain that I have for trailers, the real heart of that is spoilers because in the trailer, it is a two, three minute platform for someone to tell too much of something that give me a 30 second clip tease me but do not taunt me in your wants to be the first or 
I'm the gatekeeper. And with being a gatekeeper, I know all things. But we live in an age where some people really don't care. But it's getting to a point that now stars who create this fantastical fandom are irked too. So with current stars most recently, and I practice well, so hopefully I said this right. If he hears, Chutalel Edge 4 Chutalel Edge of Four. Chutalel Edge of Four. See, thank you. Somebody knows that my Southern dialect will jack up a name. So what Chancellor said, said to Bridge GQ, I never understand why people want to spoil a movie or why would you want to engage with it, quote unquote, in telling about it to people who haven't seen the movie yet, which will inevitably spoil your entertainment of a film it speaks to the impatience in us i think if i could translate for homeboy basically you're a bum you're a bum because you just want to spoil it in all the fun and the the anticipation that literally sometimes years of seeing a fandom on the big silver screen. But Chancellor, tell me what your thoughts are on either the definition of spoilers or the character of a troll who goes about spoiling. Well, I can go about the character actually. When we were talking about trolls sometimes they do create a powerhouse such as an environment enabling other fans or fanatics to spoil joy with a movie or something in entertainment it's like there is this untold quest to be the number one to be the first to post about a piece of entertainment and while i can share in the fact and the excitement of saying, I've now seen the thing, I've now experienced it, I've played this video game, I've read this book, I've watched the show, I saw the play, what, what have you, I want to talk about it. But not everyone is going to be fortunate to see something day one. You know, usually it's like a Friday morning release, but nowadays it's Thursday night or Wednesday night in some cases mm-hmm. and as people who have jobs and we have to work and other things we just can't say let me just log off early and go watch a movie some jobs have that but not all jobs are like that so we have to see things when we can so by people saying well now I've seen it so I don't have to worry about the spoilers I can talk about it. It, it. It's like the carelessness, even though it's sort of like, well, I got it. Let me get some viewership on my blog or what have you. It cheapens the experience for someone else who wants to have that same level of engagement. 
And see, now, especially these days, that there is a monetary rewarding to all things fandom. But in the case of either a, how can I put this so we can still have jobs? Um, so for the powerhouse YouTube channels, it works in their benefit if they are the first to create an environment where they hype up their fanatics and the fans kind of give that love of, hey, guess what I got? I got said on set photos or I had access to a script. And in the powerhouse YouTube channel or online, you know, article, they get the kickback of money from the ads of people either intentionally going to the site and clicking or sometimes you just read it in the morning and it, you scroll over something you like i know this is not what my eyes just saw type of moment so yeah man mm. I, I have an example for that actually as it pertains to dr strange and multiverse of madness actually so I know I told you about this before I got to actually watch the movie. Mm -hmm. I was on YouTube with, talking on the phone with a friend, and we were just playing music back and forth. And we were playing Pokemon music, you know, the, the songs from the anime when it first started and everything, and like the first few seasons, and just kind of like jamming back and forth. And I'm thinking, I'm in this section, it's Pokemon, it's dedicated to this anime this video game franchise manga franchise everything i'm safe so i'm scrolling through the videos of like suggested videos on the list and i'm thinking it's all going to be video game music because i'm seeing other franchises from other gaming companies but then i see one that says black bolt on the lives dr strange spoiler change the word on the life and in the thumbnail, it shows Black Bolt's face. And I scrolled over it, and then I said, wait, what? And my eyes focused on it, and then I was irritated. Because in my mind, of not having seen the movie, I'm thinking, did I just see the end of the movie? Because the movie has been out probably like two days at this point. So I didn't know if that was the end or not. And then I know you told me, just watch the movie. And I'm glad you said that. But still, just knowing that little tidbit irked me because now I knew something was going to happen. Yeah, it's a courteous thing. You know, I'm a little bit, you know, more seasoned than you in age. And it's a respectability thing. It's like, yo, I'm thinking of you enough to be like i could tell you but that makes me a jerk because like there are folks out there that just hey let me run down the facts and then they wonder why you basically wait to watch stuff through hbo or prime or all these other things because you just told the whole freaking movie it's not a cool thing. And so that's why I told you, I was like, look, go see the movie and text me when you do and we can talk about it. What you saw 
All I'm going to say is just see the movies. There's rules to these games. And it might seem extreme, but I am here for the mouse, Fox, Sony. Ooh, I just said Sony. Anybody that legally goes after these folks because it's it's the people who, not the stars, the people actually in production that put their blood, sweat, and tears in creating these fandom movies and moments. And to cheapen that because somebody with e-balls, electronic balls behind a keyboard, wants to be first. It's nah, nah, mm-mm, we got to stop this. Mm-hmm. And even thinking about what you said about like onset photos, you know, sometimes when they come out and it's like it's published in a magazine and they don't show anything, like they don't show like a MacGuffin. Uh-huh. Like, like sometimes you'll see, oh, it's this thing. Like I remember when the uh, pictures were coming out from Spider-Man No Way Home and we saw the picture of Spider-Man with this box, this magic looking box, and people were trying to figure out, well, what is that? And then we, and we're seeing the movie, we know what it was, but trying to figure out what is that? Same thing goes for Avengers Endgame. Mm-hmm. Some set photos were released, and you saw these like wristwatches and like the things they were using for the time travel. You saw this watches, so people were trying to speculate is this time travel? Is this time travel? And honestly, they can use those two movies as foundational precedents into why we're suing your behind. Because I'm like, honestly, I ducked and dodged all the commercials for Spider-Man, the last Spider-Man movie. And the thing, I think it was like maybe two weeks before I heard the speculation about, um, the two other Spideys, right? But then I was like, uh, they're just throwing stuff in the air. But even in the movie theater, like people were like, ooh, you could hear the whispers. It's like, oh, is that Andrew? Oh, is that Toby? And I'm like, shut up. Like literally, if you think about it, if you go to certain media platforms, they actually told 60 to 75% of the movie in the lead up months, not days, not even weeks, like months in advance. And so, yeah, it makes me heated. It makes me so heated. Do you want to know why we hate spoilers? To further your point about that particular movie, I remember seeing it was the the final trailer. So we've all seen the movie. I'm assuming you're listening to spoiler talk. You better have seen the movie. You've seen the movie. So the part when, you know, Spider- the Spider-Men are fighting the Sinister Five, because, you know, there was no six. There should have been a six. But anyway, fighting the Sinister Five. And then MJ falls. And Tom's Spider-Man does not catch her. So watching the trailer, they show her falling. We see him miss her hand and she falls. And then I'm just sitting there saying, Andrew's going to catch her. It's a redeeming moment. And what happens in the movie? He catches her because it's a redeeming moment. Now, for those who hadn't seen Amazing Spider-Man 2, 
we know that, well, if you haven't seen it, I'm going to spoil it. Gwen Stacy dies because he catches her with the, his spider web, but she hits her head on the ground and dies. And see, I'm one of those people. I Once again, when I say I am true to the original, I am really true to the original. I did not see the amazing Spider-Man serial. I know of the narrative from the comics. So when watching the latest Spider-Man movie, I'm aware, but not in that full Spider-Man, amazing Spider-Man sense. And there was still awe in, oh my God, oh my God. Now, thankfully, I guess everybody didn't catch the memo of knowing that part of the movie in the theater that I was in. So it was good, but still hearing whispers and I don't know, there is such an amazing experience in being in a theater and everybody is reacting to what they see, but it is so outlandish in how much spoilers have dictate the fandom movie experience. There is like, oh, I know what's coming up, but we can talk about that later. So let me tell you some people's one research information, believe it or not, on why people hate spoilers. Now, Jennifer Richler of The Atlantic wrote an article called Scientific Explanations for Why Spoilers Are So Horrible. She stated, study shows that anticipation and suspension of, dis of disbelief are both key ingredients in a pleasurable experience, and spoilers have the tendency to kill both. In a quick summary of her research from author Paul Bloom's book, How Pleasure Works, and if you have a dirty mind, this is not the moment. Basically, we don't distinguish fact from fiction. Fiction and reality gets blurred. Blurring actually happens at the neurological level. The consciousness, thinking parts of our brain tells us that a story or movie, or media, etc., isn't real, but the more primitive parts tells us, ah, it is. Shout outs to escapism. Now, this research suggests one more explanation for why spoilers suck. They remind us that a story is just a story. It's hard to get transported when you already know where you're going to end up. In real life, you don't have that type of knowledge. And especially in times like these, the importance of escapism, especially to a person of fandom, it's like a treat to yourself because it can be a self-sustaining act in this crazy world that we currently live in. So Chancellor, why do you hate spoilers? What's your opinion on this? Really? It, 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 boils down to cheapening the experience that I'm going to have. I've had different things spoiled for me in various ways. Some have been, oh yeah, that's a great movie as I'm watching it. Oh yeah, that's great. Wait till you get to that part when that happens. And I'm like, I just told you I'm watching it. Well, okay, well thanks. Or 
reading a book and then looking online it's like oh someone says here's the review and then in the first sentence they tell you exactly what happens at the end of the book like case in point when i was reading harry potter and order of the phoenix right when the book first came out i had not been reading it that long and i was on a, a website for one of my favorite anime and like this forum section had nothing to do with the anime and it says like something like my thoughts on order of the phoenix and then the first line of the book of the post the person says harry's godfather dies oh wait spoiler and i'm like well i'm you just now ruined the book for me they're being cheeky and doing that right and and to be, and to be fair that was my fault because i i knew like don't click on it don't click on it, don't click on it but i was curious to know what somebody had to say i was thinking you know in that younger state of my, my mind at that point oh people are not going to ruin it because i didn't know that was the first time i had something really ruined for me and i was upset and i never finished reading the book <laughs> and i i never finished reading all of them at that point because i stopped so i just continued on with the movies um but at some point i'll finish reading them but I don't like them because it's it's just it, it it's it's ruining. And when I try to explain to people of like why I prefer to watch something from the beginning or don't really want to hear that their their thoughts on something because they saw it before me. It's like I don't mind hearing your thoughts as long as you don't ruin it. Like if you say, you know, I liked it, or you're not, you're not gonna like that, but I'm gonna let you see it for yourself. Okay, but that doesn't tell me anything. But if you say you're not gonna like it because A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and so on and so forth, I'm like, well, you just told me what's gonna happen, and you're like, oh, there's that shocking moment that would have been great to be like, oh my gosh, mind blowing moment. Now, like, oh, like. Okay, I'll give you an example from my childhood. And I just recently talked about this on my last two episodes where I did about Star Wars, my Star Wars story. The reveal of Darth Vader being Luke Skywalker's father. And the infamous line of, no, I am your father. And I appreciate going to that movie theater in 97 when Star Wars turned 20 and watching it with my family and not knowing that is because that one line blew my mind like what this 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 man is this this kid's father i have so many questions now going into it now i know it but i still try to have that sense of disbelief like say what but when i i meet people who have never seen it i never say it because i want them to have the experience but then they come out and say well we know pop culture says we already know it i'm like well you've cheapened yourself from the experience because you know pop culture and what pop culture has for memes and stuff. But all that to say, I'm not a fan, even though I understand that they exist, so I try to avoid them as all possible. But what about you? For me, you're either a good fandom friend or a bad fandom friend. And for those that like, oh, you're not going to like something or this is going to be canon or hey, da -da -da -da, like, I'm a big scaredy cat. So, like, if you just give me a jab, if there is a loud sound, because if not, I will jump five feet into the air 
that's cool. But when you purposely be like, blah, 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 first off, you're messing with my money because and you telling me something that I just paid for, <sighs> look, and to kind of rewind back saying, you know, it's your fault technically, and hopefully we'll have one of our scientific homies in the audience that can kind of expand on this. It's kind of like a human nature thing where it's like the testing of a thing. You tell a kid, don't touch that, it's hot, you turn your back. What does the kid do? They put it on there. They have been intrigued. And as long as you have me on your podcast, like for real, I'm going to forever wave the flag of people need to have a sense of wonderment. Wonder is what intrigues the brain to create. And when you constantly have no sense of wonder or as in, what old girl was talking about, the key elements of anticipation and suspense, everything is born. And I don't want to be that, you know, that, that person that you kids just don't understand. No, no. But there is something as generations come into their own, they're flatline in emotion and stuff that's supposed to make you be like, Ooh, ah, it's a part of human nature. Shout outs to Michael Jackson. It's just crazy in these streets. Now, from a psychological reasoning behind spoilers, Neil Van Leeuwen from the online um, blog, junkyardofthemind.com says, we typically want to experience certain emotions like suspense and surprise when consuming fiction. Spoilers thwart having those emotions, so we hate them or at least strongly dislike them because they deprive us of something we want. The way the excuse me, the way that spoilers ruin a fiction's emotional impacts tells us something crucial about which cognitive states ter characteristically cause the desired emotional experiences. Spoilers are ruinous of surprise because they produce beliefs about what, quote unquote, we think is going to happen in the story before they actually have happen. If you have that belief too early, then that is when, when you get to the end, there's no surprise. They give us beliefs before we're able to imagine all the interesting things that are possible in the particular narrative, film, media, etc., in powerful ways. In summary, we hate spoilers because we're creatures whose beliefs and imaginings interact to produce emotions in response to the fiction that we want to be entertained by. Basically, Steve Harvey said it best. Y'all kids don't know nothing about love. Y'all don't have no love in a song. If you had love in the song, you would know about love. Bam! He was so true. So, what has been your emotional response possibly to spoilers? My emotional response to receiving it is one of, well, I, I feel a little hurt. 
because now the thing of the, the the anticipation rather of what I've been looking forward to has been cheapened. Even though I'm still going to enjoy it because it's a property that I'm enjoying, or especially something we've been following for years, like DC movies, Marvel movies, Star Wars, so many other franchises out here. You fought your following for years, so the next installment comes out. I'm still going to watch it, consume it, because I want to. But my end result may not be what it was going to probably be of the oh my gosh, this is like, wow, I, I can't believe it. I'm super happy versus being like, well, that happened. And I'm still going to enjoy it, but I don't have that, you know, the sense of reaction videos that you see people do when you're doing like reaction videos to like scenes in TV shows and other things in entertainment. Like I enjoy reaction videos because it's that sense of wonderment. And once I don't have the sense of wonderment, I'm just like, well, the moment's over. Like, and I think about one uh, YouTuber I, I liked who who said this pertains to Star Wars, the anticipation. So you have a new trailer. He was talking about the the uh, sequel trilogy, that the trailers will come out and it was the hype, the buildup. And then you're anticipating the next thing. And it's like, oh my gosh, the wonderment behind it. But then once you've seen it, you've seen it, it's been cataloged in your brain, and voila. And I liken it to the same thing of a spoiler of like, well, I've seen it, I've consumed it, but I'm not really super excited because someone took away that joy. That was a long story <laughs> to say that, but yes. Uh, like, it's, it's, it's definitely a thing, and you know, to be fair, I'm an equal opportunity offender. Now, I could talk about the hate all day long, but it's healthy to actually talk about the good side of spoilers. You want to know that particular information? Yes. Tell us the good, because there's always the good, bad, and the ugly. So let's hear about the good. Yeah. So in the article, spoiler alert, spoilers make you enjoy stories more from the University of California. And Andy Murdoch says of the researcher, every look, we we about this fact checking, y'all. So look, you gonna get all the links to this information that we're telling you in this podcast today. So Andy Murdoch, who said of researcher Nicholas Christenfield found that having extra information about artworks can make the more satisfying predictability of an experience. After a number of experience, he found we're not watching movies or media or content. Content, we're not watching these things for the ending. And if you spoil the story, the audience actually enjoys it more. It suggests that spoilers help you know the purpose of the overall narrative so you're able to better incorporate all the ideas and details and plot points that you get at the end. You know the ending as you watch and you understand what the filmmaker is doing. 
You get to see this in a broader view and essentially understand the story more fluently. This fluent processing of information is pleasurable. Well, that's what you said, but not she. Now, in the new neuromarketing article, they put a positive spin also as well on the good. They state that it's basically down to reversal or reverse psychiatry. The phenomenon that people do the opposite of what they're asking them to do. In terms of recantance, this uncomfortable feeling you get when you have the feeling that your freedom is threatened. A natural response would be people do it as a means of in, in restoring their personal independence. So technically, in asking people not to spoil, they will go and actually spoil it. The chances skyrocket and you asking them not to. Crazy, ain't it? It, it is. And as you were, you were saying that, it, you kind of make me think about something else as it pertains to the pro-spoiler side. I'm, gonna, I'm getting this perspective from the sense of books. You know, how mo mo books are turned to movies and, and TV shows and whatnot. So you have the books that have been out, you know, five, ten years or, or a few decades, and then they finally are adapted to a live, a live action adaptation or animated feature, what have you. And for people who've already read the material, they more or less know what to expect. Now, with that being said, I have to give a lot of respect to the fan base of a lot of stories because most times people don't tell anything about it. They just watch it to see how different it is or how similar it is or even better it is to say, oh, that scene was done better than I thought or, oh, wow, that was changed. So then it's sort of like, well, the information is there because the books already exist. But now on the flip side, when you look at like these comic book movies, yes, they're they are derivatives of the comic medium, but they're changed to fit a narrative of a cinematic experience. It's not gonna be from page one to page seventy, word for word, beat for beat, because it's telling a different story. So in that regard, I can understand the good just in the sense of things that were already done where versus a movie that's brand new, if that makes sense. Yeah, it, it's, I, and doing the background research of the quote unquote good spoiler, it's, I understand or no, I comprehend from the psychological but there's this strong reaction of being frustrated still when a spoiler is told. Now, I was a big book, book nerd in growing up. And I'm not crudest. Like, for real, I was that kid that would get a book. And then as soon as open it, I would flip it to the back and read the last page of the book. So I understand, like, ooh. Okay, 
I see this and I see this and my imagination is going. And I don't know, maybe it's the, the, the difference between book and movie, but basically it's the same thing. And to give you a more in the now example, like for real, if you about that fandom, you have to watch out of range. Now, I am not going to spoil the show, but it is cowboys. It is, quote unquote, unknown territories, but it's weird as hell. And it is so good. And in the last few episodes, I actually fast forward out of the sense of I wanted to know about the characters that I absolutely love. What is going to happen? Because, like, for real, if I saw something that was not my cup of tea, I would have put the remote down and done with the show. But I always went back to see what the actual lead up is. So, you know, the, the good, the bad of spoilers is still ugly. It just is. Just for me, it's still ugly. Because it's coming more out of a selfish place for me that I think really takes the leadership of why I just am not here for spoilers. Now, we chatted about it. And basically, in the world that we live in, spoilers are going to happen. But do you know there's actual ways to quote unquote forget spoilers? No, and I didn't think that was possible, but all things are possible. But please enlighten me, lighten us. Yeah, like Chancellor D, all things are possible. And yeah, okay, audience, get ready for these five practices to make this happen. Number one, blocking the thoughts of the actual spoilers quote unquote from wiki how stated that scientists and whoever they are they say that blocking a thought is a difficult process duh but if you stay calm in blocking and remember that it will take time for this to actually happen, it will be more efficient and you could wipe away the blocking thought. Now, number two is let your mind go blank when thinking about the spoiler. Now, you have a strategy for handling the thought and you utilize this every time it pops in your mind. So you start by ignoring the thought of the spoiler completely when it comes. Instead of thinking of nothing, why don't you put a fandom spin and do like the great Kingpin did. Have your own mental version of a rabbit in the um, snowstorm painting. If you have no context of what I'm talking about, just watch the first season of Daredevil, Netflix now, aka Mouseville, Disney Plus. Basically, Kingpin, who very horribly, superly troubled 
by many of things. When he met his girlfriend, then wife, in the TV show, he acquired a piece of artwork where he would stare on a white on white on white painting and it would take away a lot of the trauma of what how, of how he was raised and what he was brought up to be and in some kind of way it made him love i think wasn't her name vanessa or something i believe so it made her him love his girlfriend, then wife, Vanessa Moore. Hmm. But, you know, if spoilers are going to be around, I guess I need to go ahead and find my rabbit in the snow snowstorms painting. Hmm. Now, the third process in blocking or forgetting spoilers is replace the thought of a spoiler with a different one. You can replace that memory with another plot point of another TV show, movie, or whatever that you already watched. Not something that you heard, something you already had experienced. Because in the experience, you can replay over in your mind going back to the second process, you go blank in that past memory. So the fourth step in doing this process is doing it repetitively on a daily basis. Of forgetting a spoiler won't happen immediately. But to improve your chances, though, you have to take that information in habitually forgetting you will then push it out of your consciousness. Psychiatry experiments suggest that it usually takes about a month. Over a longer period, practicing mental blocks can make it easier for you to suppress a memory. Now, the fifth part of this process is taking everything one through four, and you're constantly running that through your mind but this time, you think of it as an actual photograph that you mentally see curl up and then catch a fire. In this quote-unquote ritual release, it has to be done several times due to the memory of the spoiler may not disappear immediately. So you have to repeat this ritual several times. But for me... Um, this is a form of self brainwashing and possibly making yourself mentally insane. But, you know, in the context of our conversation, it could possibly trigger a real life House of M, Scarlet Rich situation. And if that ever happens, I want you to remember somewhere deep down in your mental, just whisper. No more spoilers. So what are your thoughts on this whole forgetting spoilers process? I'm sorry. Did you just say something? That, that's me joking about what you just said. No more spoilers. <laughs> Good. Just for those not following that, that, that joke. <laughs> um, it's sort of like the out of out of sight, out of mind concept. 
especially when it comes to like you know people you haven't seen in a long time and it's not to say you don't forget about them it's just you haven't seen them and they're not always around they're not in your immediate vicinity but when you see them you're like oh hey and then it's like once you start chatting again it feels like no time has passed because you're catching up and you're kind of realigning in the universe and everything with them so in a sense of that forgetfulness as it pertains to spoilers and forgetting what you've seen in a way it's like reintroducing yourself to something you haven't seen or you've seen and then like all right cool let's do this again and you know like like with time sometimes you forget some things so you'll see something like oh wow i forgot that so then you you may give yourself a new appreciation especially with the fact that time has moved on the newness of the property that's so popular at the time has been pushed to the the back of your mind because it's not the center of the attention the proverbial attention so you can appreciate it again and then maybe you may say oh yeah i remember when this came out i didn't like that i had it ruined but you know that was then this is now but when we're focusing on the now it's it's like wow i wish i could you know use that mind eraser um tool from men in black and just take away the fact that i got this thing ruined for me but i wouldn't recommend that on people because you may forget something else that's more important but that that that's how i feel about that one yeah because i know for me and now i i I tell everybody i avoid um trailers well, even in going to see um, the Multiverse of Madness, and matter of fact, I think it happened. Did that happen? I know the last two movies that I saw, Thor, um, the Thor trailer was being played. The first time I actually got out of my seat and walked out to the lobby of the movie the movie plex so i would not have that in my brain because i really want to see thor unseen uninterrupted no spoilers now the second time basically it was enough people in the movie theater where it wasn't probably best to move around a whole lot so i actually sat there i could hear everything but i pulled out that crazy bird app twitter and i scrolled through until the trailer ended. now i probably did experience the actual trailer with you know what i view to be spoilers so i'm a little bit familiar with this whole process of blanking out the brain if you really don't want to know something shoot (laughs) we all do it it's called denial (laughs) and in the denial of i did not see this or um i think it was on mad tv the, um, there was this chick that would put her fingers in her ears and be like, no, 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 no. You know, hey, why not? If I want to see the good times roll the first time and watching a fandom movie, that's what I'm going to do. You're right. Because it's like, no, I, I, nope, nope, nope. I hear nothing. Like, I know sometimes when certain shows would come on 
like a new episode was on, but I was I was behind. I would just like find a remote and be like, nope, I'm not there. I'm not there. I hear nothing. And I would just say like, I'm not listening. And then I would just change the channel to something else just so I would not get spoiled, basically, of like, like, like when Agents of Shield was was on TV and I was still on ABC, especially like the, early, the early years. I was like, nope, I'm not, I'm not caught up. Nope, nope, nope. Okay, and I was, I would see like the logo say Marvel, and then it's like, nope. And then, thankfully, having the ability to hit pause, like pause, and then flip away. And I'm like, all right, cool, thank you. But I mean, it's a testament in how much love that you have for just all the great things of the movie going experience or the um, television experience where this is mine or whoever I'm rocking with's moment and watching it. And I don't want there to be any possible spoiler or interruption of that experience. Now, <laughs> literally, while we say that, Sometimes I do wonder what these movie production studios think because it's just not the regular man that spoils or regular woman or regular person that spoils. Um, it's our celebrities that spoil. Um, hmm. The best way to describe this is to call it the Tom Holland effect. This dude, I don't even know how he still has a contract because even coming into his first film, dude just went totally told the movie. It's just like, it's not one, it's not two, it's like seven times in almost every film, MCU-wise. Maybe it's because he loves it so much and he cares what was the last movie that he was in? And it wasn't all that great, but that's my personal opinion. Um, gosh, what's the movie where it was a video game? Uncharted. Yeah, he ain't spoiled that, but he's showing us Spider-Man. Now, you know, no hate from Zendaya. I know that's your your bae, but girl, mm child that dude cannot do a press junket without revealing something now <laughs> and knowing that soon he's about to be sony's baby if he knows the movie sucks spoil it help me save my gas money spoil it tommy boy spoil it so <laughs> yeah but tom ain't the only celebrity that's been known to spoil movies. Now, this is only in the MCU frame of mind. We're not going to talk about other um, celebrities doing this, but it's just not Tom. The second most known celebrity in the MCU who has been known to spoil films is our green bestie, Mark Ruffalo. <sighs> Gosh, I love him, but yeah, he's about as bad as Tom. Now, Next up is the infamous RDJ, Robert Downey Jr., who on the night of the Avengers premiere, he let it out that, yeah, after the premiere, we're going to go film another scene for um, the next movie. 
come on, dude. We knew you were happy that you finally got some like regular contract work, but dang. I believe the film, the, the scene, the second post credit scene when they were all eating swarma. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, hmm. So Dave Batista, I hope I said that right. I'm so Southern. He basically spoke of his um, Messiah resurrection for the Infinity War um, release. During a press junket, he was like, yeah, you know, I get dusted, but I'm coming back. What? Huh. And it must have been something about the Garden of the Galaxies, Zoe Zeldana. She basically said Grimoire would rise again. I'm just like, wow, I guess you stars are just that excited about knowing <laughs> that you know the conclusion. But yeah, we don't. So in the newest phase of the MCU, Owen Wilson added that he was going to play, quote unquote, the ominous mystery um, figure of Morbius. And as soon as he said that, he got a text from the mouse saying, simply one strike. Yeah. Do you know how crazy that sounds? Like, as soon as he get back to them, do-do-do-do-do. That's your ass. Boom. So, yeah, it's <laughs> it's it, it's an intense thing in knowing that the MCU goes through great methods and keeping everything on lock. So everything from filming extra scenes to as soon as you are in the MCU. They will find you wherever you are and, like, give you the script. And according to Anthony Mackie, when he first learned that he was going to be the Falcon, brand new Captain America, he was doing a press junket. And literally a representative for Disney came up and they had a briefcase. And so they explained who they are. And they said, before you get this briefcase... You have to sign this. He's like, what? He went ahead and signed. And then they informed him, this is the script. You have a set amount of time. And once you are finished reading the script, you will send back this briefcase. And as soon as we receive it, you are officially in the MCU. That type of a process, dude. And to know that they kind of mindlessly, you know, still spoil things. But I think the greatest person who will never get reprimanded if he did a spoiler is Sam M. F. N. Jackson. Because first off, nobody can touch Sam, right? But literally to quote from Pulp Fiction, this is how I know they are going to never touch him. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon you. They ain't going to touch Sam. Not one bit. Who is your favorite star that spoiled a movie, Chancellor? To answer your question, it would be Tom Holland. Circle back around to him for a second. 
just in the sense of how like offhandedly he says things like on these press press tours and how the co-stars will look at him and like they will <laughs> yeah they'll they'll give him that look like you just said something but we're not gonna acknowledge it. Now I admit I don't pay attention to a lot of press tours because I know sometimes somebody may say something. Even though I like looking at them like after the fact or sometimes it's like someone's been on a late night talk show or after daytime talk show and they're talking about their experience. And I'm cool. I'm like, cool. I want to see it. But I'm like, okay, I hope the scene not gonna, that they're going to show is not going to show much. And usually the scenes don't show anything. But one of my favorite moments with Tom Holland uh, was actually with the press for Spider-Man No Way Home where I believe from what I remember, somebody like uh, asking them questions was about to say something, like to ask a question, and then Benedict Cumberbatch put his hand over Tom's mouth. <laughs> and I, I'm just saying, you know, you're actually watching those videos of like blooper reels and things, mm-hmm. and how these things will pop up. And it's like, you know, that's funny. And it's like, yeah, we know you sports are, so we're going to play with you. I mean, even even when it comes to like the trailer or like the very first thing that came out for Spider-Man No Way Home, there was like this little thing that revealed the just the title. It was no footage in the movie. It was just the title. So with something of uh, Tom, Zendaya, and the actor that plays Ned, I'm so sorry for getting his name at the moment, but it's the three of them together and there's, it's like there's chatting and Tom says something like, I would never spoil movies or something like that. And like, yeah, you always do it all the time. And then they walk past this whiteboard that has the name of the movie written on it and it zooms in on the name. And you hear the Spider Man music. It's like, cool, that's the name of the movie. But the fact that they pointed out the fact that he spoils things, it, it was funny. But I do want to actually talk about one thing as it pertains to a star not spoiling a movie. This actually goes back to The Empire Strikes Back or Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back with Mark Hamill specifically. So Mark was on the Graham Norton show. I believe this was 2017. Where he was just talking about the experience with the the reveal of Darth Vader being Luke Skywalker's father. And I'm reading this excerpt from the AV Club. So Mark says, There was a wonderful substitute revelation in that scene, the way we filmed it. Vader said, You don't know the truth. Obi-Wan killed your father, said Hamill, adding that the rest of the scene went exactly as we see in the final version. Of course, this was just the cover-up, as George Lucas and director Irvin Kirshner had planned to replace the big reveal with an ADR line from the excellent actor known as James R. Jones. I know it. George Lucas knows it. And when I tell you, you'll know it. But if it leaks, we'll know it was you. Kirshner told Hamill in his dressing room before handing him a piece of paper that revealed the true fate of Anakin Skywalker. And I add that part about James Earl Jones for me. But continuing on, now that Hamill was in possession of the greatest twist since the audience met Norman Bates' mother, 
again, another spoiler, he just had to keep it under wraps for a few more months. Unfortunately, that meant staying tight-lipped around his co-workers, especially the late Carrie Fisher. Mark Hamill says, if you really want to get something out fast, you'd ask Carrie to keep it in confidence. Thankfully, Hamill managed to make it all the way to the premiere without spoiling the beans, and everyone was able to experience the film's climax with fresh eyes. The only person not thrilled by this was Harrison Ford, who, as Hamill explains in his pitch-perfect impression, leaned over and said, Hey, kid, you didn't effing tell me that. <laughs> Harrison. Always Harrison. We, we, we love Harrison Ford. We love him. We, we love him, but he's an old goat, for real. <laughs> the greatest of all time. The greatest of all Star Wars time. He's he's a cut up. Now, since we're coming to a close, I have a short list, but you can find this on Entertainment Weekly. The 23 of the biggest spoilers in 25 years of film. Now, unfortunately, the only thing that I have a big beef with about this list there is no melanated films in this piece. <sighs> Entertainment Weekly, do better. That's all I'm going to say. Now, the bottom of this list includes the infamous spoilers for movies that we ain't going to give actually what they have, what had happened, but we're hoping that this inspires you to want to see these movies for yourself. So, at the bottom of the list is The Sixth Sense. Makes sense. It was a big thing. Like, I remember when that movie came out, and it seemed like after the second week, that's when The Secret was out. And I'm like, well, damn. Even though it's a horror movie, I may have been intrigued enough to watch, but... Mm. So the next one is... And whew telling you the end of this movie my god is Stephen King's The Miss now fun fact oh boy Steve King Stephen King Stevie Stevie King this dude is the ultimate big bad just point blank period in literature and spoiling stuff so dude in his Twitter dome, basically a couple of years ago, when a beloved Game of Thrones character met their demise, this dude actually spilled the beans minutes in the premiere of the actual show. So because he is who he is, he already had leeway. And he was like, yeah, huh whatever's this is what's gonna happen and then he doubled down on that spoiler saying you can't spoil a book this is where this tv show is from he said with his full chest other spoilers to the endings of great literature man okay okay steven we see you we see you other movies on this list include The Prestige that I have not seen yet. 
American Psycho, I watched up to the infamous Huey Lewis moment, but that was a whole lot of whoof, ooh, too many body parts, too much blood. Fight Club, Donnie Darko, oh, that film. And, mm, and I'm about to say, whew, I don't know. I saw the original version of this. I don't know if they did this in the American version because if they did it in the American version, okay, long story short, the movie is old boy and the ending is just wrong. And I really hope that in the American version, they didn't do what they did in the first movie. And that's all I'm going to say. Now within the top five, Interstellar, and yeah, I have yet to see that movie. It is supposed to be a masterpiece. I have yet to see it because I don't have the streaming service that showcases it. I don't know about this movie. Maybe you do. Now you see me. Shyamalan's The Village. I like the ending. The rest of the movie was weird. The Orphan and then the Spectacular for number one, the usual suspects, to which all I'm going to say is, guys are saucy. So, Chancellor, what are your final thoughts on this podcast? Final thoughts are, as it pertains to our whole conversation with spoilers, I'm not the biggest fan of them. But I have to give some credit to the point in which you said about Mr. King saying that you can't spoil a book. It's true. You can't spoil a book. However, not everyone has read a book or the books. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes people only consume media on the big and small screen. Yeah. And also... Interstellar, still have not seen it. I need to watch it. You know, I love my space movies. I'm surprised I haven't seen it at this point. Mm-hmm. The Prestige, excellent movie. I need to watch it again. It's been a long time since I've seen it. The Sixth Sense reveal. I don't watch a lot of horror movies. Mm-hmm. Not my, it's not my thing. But I will say my favorite horror movie is The Shining. Go figure. Although, you know, it the movie was changed from the book until they did the TV version and they did they did the ending right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stephen King hated that movie too. Yeah, like I I'm not even gonna go into that. That that's a whole conversation for another day. And I, I thank thanks thank you for everybody listening. That's I don't want to take up too much more of your time. But <laughs> that's a whole conversation for another day, another podcast. But I I I appreciate those who say, hey you like this subject matter, you're going to like this. And they say, you're going to like it. I know you're going to like it because of A, B, C, but don't they don't ruin it. They give enough to say, hey, I'm going to give you a little room here, a little wiggle room, and then you have at it. Yeah. And that's where I think it should be. And for things that have been out for 20 plus years, I understand people saying, well, it's been out for so long, you know, the the limitation factor is kind of um, over, but I'm like, 
everything is new to somebody. That 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 that's my point. Everything is new. That's because, you know, like I've said before in other episodes, I've I've been watching Star Wars for over twenty years, so I know what to expect on things that are already out at this point. But I don't want to ruin it for somebody that hasn't seen it. And even like like Disney movies, like movies, period. I don't want to ruin it. And if I ever do ruin it, I apologize. But my final thoughts. <laughs> I would just encourage people to be respectful of others and to say, oh, you're you're watching this now. Let me not say anything because I don't want to ruin it for you. Let someone has the experience that the creators who spent their time and energy into making let it shine. Let the work shine for someone to have the experience that I hope that you did. Because thinking back on my childhood and growing up in the 90s and everything, when there was no social media, it was just your family, your friends, your circle. That was it. And you talked about it amongst your circle, but people had more respect, at least in my, in my experience. But all that to say... Spores are not great, but I accept the fact that they hear and respect them. But I just ask you for the use caution. But Omni76, your final thoughts? My final thoughts is as we get further into hopefully another 20 years of great fandom movies, we know the MCU is going to do whatever in this new phase, Sony is right behind them and rather intentional or dis disastrous as far as anything outside of their animation studio. Chef's Kiss, love them, live action. Well, we got a lot to work with. Um, Yeah, spoilers are going to be here. I just hope that we don't have to go to the point where legally people are going to get, you know, slammed because the monetary gain or just knowing that you spoiled a movie. I hope it doesn't get to that point. But if it did, I wouldn't be mad. I would not be mad because I am not here for it. So those are my thoughts. Awesome. And thank you for sharing. And. I want to say to our listeners, thank you for listening. And I always encourage you to be respectful of your fellow listeners as well and consuming your media. But Omni76, where can people find you online? I know you are a big fan of Instagram. So where can people find you? Yes, you can find me on Instagram. Just put in Omni76. And when you see that wonderful picture of the forever first lady giving you a strong side eye because she sees what you do on IG. Um, that's me. You can find me there. Um, just to let you know, you will never find me on Facebook. Why? Because that is the devil's den. But um, it's always great talking with you, Chancellor. You definitely take the fandom experience and, you know, let's do a deep dive on certain topics. So I really appreciate you like saying, hey, you feel like talking? And I thank you for joining and, and sharing in this conversation with me. And with that, I want to say for our listeners, 
please follow us on Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Thank you all for listening to our spoiler field episode of the Phantom Omnibus Podcast. And remember, don't spoil the movies. Thank you.